the end zone, has a man open, touchdown, Justin Blackman. everybody welcome into another edition of locked on pokes i'm your host colby powell glad everyone is with me on this tuesday morning you can find me on twitter at colby j powell at locked on pokes and remember to find our partners at boone pick and state as well search boone pick and state on facebook twitter and instagram where you can find all the best oklahoma state news notes and opinions all the best reactions to last night's Eddie documentary it was an incredibly incredibly powerful documentary i, I really don't know exactly what I was expecting. Um, I, I tell you this much, I was not expecting it to break me as much as it did. Um, I cried throughout a good good portion of it, um, all the way back to uh, some of the stuff at Arkansas, certainly at Kentucky, and then definitely at Oklahoma State once you got into the plane crash and everything else that followed. So uh, let's just go through some of the, some of the stuff that we saw last night. And uh, to, First and foremost, the, the thing to me that I thought made the documentary. It's not the same without it. And that's the honesty and the openness of Sean Sutton. And Sean Sutton really, I mean, he really poured his heart out on this documentary about his relationship with his father, about how tough uh, it was when Eddie would start drinking, about how that affected their relationship, about some of the hurtful things that Eddie said to Sean Sutton when he was a high schooler, um, that he wasn't good enough to play at Kentucky, that he wasn't tough enough to play for him, for Eddie Sutton, um, some of the things that he said that, that he knew were hurtful to Sean. It's seeing and hearing Sean open up about that, um, seeing Sean tear up, um, start to cry. It was, uh, I mean, it, it hit you hard that, um, y- you know, Eddie was was a, a very real man with very real flaws. And although he's a hero uh, to a lot of us, in, including, as you saw in the documentary last night, Sean Sutton, there are things that, that he did throughout his life that you know he would want back. Um, and, and one of those, obviously, was the relationship with his son. And I thought it was really good that um, at the end of it, Sean said that they were able to um, talk talk about some things that say some things that needed to be said. Um, Sean was able to forgive his dad and kind of, uh, kind of make everything right before the end, which I'm glad that it came to that with Eddie and Sean. But that was, that was the most jarring thing to me was how open Sean Sutton was throughout this entire thing and, and how much insight he gave us into his relationship with his father uh, and how the drinking affected all that and just just how everything uh, went down. You know, Sean said that he carried a lot of resentment for Eddie after 2006. Um, you know, it was supposed to be... Eddie was supposed to walk off into the sunset. Eddie was not supposed to um, kind of have a, a forced retirement, if you will, um, due to the DUI in 2006. Obviously, car accident, arrested for DUI, and then ends up resigning um, subsequently after that. And then goes out to San Francisco. And, it, you know, Eddie in his last interview was asked if he went out to San Francisco because he st- still just really wanted to coach or if he just wanted to get to 800. And he said probably both. Um, and, and one of the the important things that I think it was Doug Gottlieb said toward the end of the documentary last night was that, you know, Eddie knew that if he could win a national championship or get to 800, then his legacy would be solidified. And what he didn't realize is that his legacy was already solidified. 
He everything that he did uh, throughout his career, certainly at, at Arkansas, uh, less so at Kentucky. The Kentucky years were not very good to Eddie Sutton. The Kentucky years, um, you, you know, Arkansas. It looked like in a decade he aged about two years at Arkansas, and then in three, four years at Kentucky, it looked like he aged two decades. You, you know, you could just tell how much Kentucky took out of him. Of course, then he had the year to recharge his batteries before he wound up at Oklahoma State. Um, so, so that was another thing that I thought was was really well said by Doug Gottlieb. I thought Doug was really good in the uh, in, in the doc last night. I, I thought that he kind of was able to put into words the charm that Eddie Sutton had, um, kind of the charisma, what, what made everyone love Eddie Sutton. In addition to uh, you know him being a great basketball coach and all the flaws, everything that came along with Eddie Sutton. There was just there was so much good stuff in the doc last night, uh, stuff that I still need to get to. So I'm going to take a break. I'm going to come back on the other side. There's there's so much more to talk about the Arkansas years, Eddie Sutton's comment uh, about leaving Arkansas, and then the stuff uh, with the plane crash. You know, Sean talking about Eddie not ever really taking the time to properly grieve because Eddie had to be the rock for everyone else. Uh, and just how much that that affected Eddie Sutton, the plane crash, and everything that followed. So uh, I'll talk about all that coming up. It was a phenomenal, phenomenal documentary last night. Uh, if you didn't watch it, you you have to. If you set the DVR, you haven't watched it yet, you, you have to watch it. You will not be disappointed. Um, have a box of tissues handy. It, it hits you. It hits you hard. So uh, great stuff last night on the Eddie Doc. I'm going to take a break, come back, and continue to break it down here on Locked on Pokes. back rolling along here on locked on pokes i'm your host colby powell just kind of uh, going back through last night's emotional eddie sutton documentary it was it was really powerful to see everything that was told and i thought that the way they opened the documentary was phenomenal you know the opening shot the the, the chills that i got in the first minute of watching uh of watching the documentary it, it opens with the 911 phone call from 2006 in the uh, car accident Eddie Sutton got in, the, the DUI that he got in 2006. That's the opening scene of the documentary, and, and it really is is kind of jarring to have that be, because you know what you're watching. You know that you're watching Eddie Sutton. You know that they're going to be open and honest about everything, but to have the opening scene be, you, you know, the 911 call from the DUI, I thought was really great scene setting uh, by the storytellers, Christopher Hunt. And those guys did a phenomenal, phenomenal job telling this story, and that was just a, a very minor part of it. But I thought that that was a great way to open the dock. Uh, and then you've got Jerry Jones popping up. You've got Bill Clinton popping up. And my wife's sitting next to me watching the dock last night. And she didn't grow up an Oklahoma State fan. Uh, she doesn't know much uh, about Eddie Sutton, about anything like that. She she really became an Oklahoma State fan in you know, fall of 2011, uh, whenever we both enrolled there as freshmen, anything before that, she doesn't really know much about. So this was, uh, kind of cool to watch it with her and, and, and see her kind of come to understand why we all love Eddie so much and, and why everything that happened, um, throughout the early two thousands kind of galvanized the Oklahoma state community and, and, and why Eddie really, as Barry Trammell said, saved Oklahoma state, Athletics, because it was not in a good place uh, whenever Eddie Sutton showed up in 1990. But I thought one thing 
I mean, I thought several things were really interesting. One, so Eddie Sutton spent seven years at Tulsa Central High School as a high school coach, um, which is just, it's a little weird, you know? I mean, just to think about Eddie coaching high school at Tulsa Central, Patsy being a home ec teacher at the, at the middle school, it was just, um, you know, looking back on that time, obviously it was a much different time. Let's see, Eddie was born in 1936, said he got the job when he was 23 at Tulsa Central. So it would have been 1959 and kept that job through around 1966. Uh, so obviously uh, a much different time. Seeing the shots of Eddie's home in Buckland, Kansas with the outhouse that he called uh, a two-holer is what he called the outhouse, which was was, was pretty good stuff. Um, so yeah, he, he spent that much time at Tulsa Central. And what got him away from Tulsa Central, and this blew my mind, is, you, you know, he travels up to southern Idaho. Him and Patsy make this cross-country drive to southern Idaho. They stop at the gas station, and they ask the guy where the college is at. And, and then they go to meet the guy they're meeting with, and they're like, oh, oh, yeah, well, there's a catch. There is a catch. It's actually not here yet. And Eddie's like, okay, cool, let's do it. Let's go to southern Idaho, coach, uh, co- coach, you know, college basketball, Southern Idaho, where they don't even have a gym yet. So they get that all taken care of. He moves on to Creighton, and then he goes to Arkansas. And the Arkansas years were phenomenal. And hearing some of those guys, uh, Daryl Walker, Sidney Moncrief, said that, uh, let me see if I can find the exact quote from Sidney Moncrief. Yeah, that's what he said. Uh, Moncrief said, Coach Sutton was a salesperson with integrity. That, that was a, a great, great quote from Sidney Moncrief, because you see, and, and this is something that somebody, I was talking about this yesterday, somebody my age, I was born in 1992, so I don't remember, I don't remember 1983 when the Eddie Sutton show was on, and Eddie was sitting in the hot tub, you know, with the with the aviators on, and the hair, you know, Eddie loved his hair, I don't remember that, Eddie, that was really cool to see, I, I mean, that's, that's some legendary stuff, Eddie Sutton sitting in the hot tub with the big glasses on, the big hair, everything. That That's that's legend stuff from Eddie Sutton. So that was really cool to see that. Daryl Walker, some of the stuff that he had to say. And it really was was crazy to hear him talk about how, you, you know, Dean Smith had called and said, don't go to Arkansas, you can't win at Arkansas. And to see how quickly Eddie Sutton turned that basketball program uh, around, I think they said it was his third year that they went 26 and one. Uh, you know, he made a Final Four at Arkansas, which was you know just about unheard of. They were unable to win the national championship. Obviously, Eddie Sutton never got his national championship. Still had a phenomenal, phenomenal career, and you could see you know who was. And I think it was uh, maybe either Bill Self or Dickie V said you you can't find ten better coaches in the history of our game than Eddie Sutton. To see the profound impact that he had early on at Arkansas and then obviously um things started to go to go wrong there was certainly an ego clash between Eddie Sutton and Frank Broyles there was the uh the the rumors about the alcoholism at Arkansas and then Kentucky came calling and we all know Kentucky is the mecca of college basketball and Eddie Sutton decides to go to Kentucky and then that introductory press conference at Kentucky oh my gosh that was excruciating watching the introductory press conference at Kentucky in what would have been probably 1985-ish, uh, somewhere in that neighborhood. And so, so he goes to Kentucky, and it was really interesting to me that in the, the last interview that he ever gave, and they had this audio last night on the uh, on the dock, Eddie Sutton called uh, he called leaving Arkansas the biggest mistake he ever made. He called it, quote-unquote, the worst mistake 
I ever made. It was uh, it was crazy to hear him say that. And, and at the time, watching the documentary, you, you know, me being younger, not remembering just everything that happened at Kentucky, all the details, and, and hearing him say that leaving Arkansas was the worst mistake that he ever made, that was, you know, kind of jarring because that was part of the path that got him to Oklahoma State. But then you see what happened at Kentucky, and, and Eddie Sutton clearly was not happy at Kentucky, did not enjoy coaching at Kentucky. It was, you know, and they talked about it, it wasn't just the pressure, but it was the NCAA investigation. It was the the toll that it took on Sean, and, and Sean once again being so open about his time at Kentucky and having to see 19- and 20-year-old Sean Sutton be the scapegoat and, and the emotion in those old interviews from Sean in, in the mid-'80s, the mid-to-late-'80s at Kentucky, seeing all that was, man, it was jarring seeing Sean have to take the brunt of so much of that. And, you know, Eddie said that the uh, the boosters came to him at Kentucky and uh, said, Coach, you're, you, we know you're a great coach, but we're not sure about your recruiting. So they told Coach Sutton, let us get the players for you and you coach them. And Eddie Sutton told him, I said, I said, we aren't going to do that. And it's been proven now time and time again that Eddie Sutton had no part in those impermissible benefits that were sent to the young man out in California, uh, which obviously was, was one of the reasons that he was kept out of the Hall of Fame for so long. And another thing that really broke me was, you, you know, it's a video that I've seen, but seeing it again and, and mixed in with all the emotion of watching the entire documentary right at the end when Scott Sutton takes the phone call in 2019 <clears> – <throat> from the Hall of Fame uh, and has to tell the family and tell Eddie that he didn't get in again. And the look on Eddie's face was heartbreaking. I mean, heartbreaking just tears you uh, absolutely to pieces. So uh, anyway, back to his time at Kentucky. You know, I, I said yesterday that Scott said Rex Chapman was very honest in this uh, documentary. So Rex Chapman obviously comes in. He's a phenomenal player. And Rex talked about his freshman year, which uh, obviously would have been a low point for Eddie Sutton, you know, this was in 1987 whenever he first went into rehab and he was asked in his final interview, you know, that's the first time you went to rehab was 1987 at Kentucky. Can you talk about that a little bit? And coach Sutton said, not really. Uh, something, you know, Sean acknowledged everything that happened with his alcoholism was, were things that he was, uh, embarrassed by. I'm sure he felt bad about did certainly didn't want to talk about. So, uh, he didn't talk about that, but Rex Chapman was, was very honest in this documentary. And, you know, Having seen it last night, it makes more sense now. Rex talked about he called Sean Sutton and asked him what he should say in this thing, and Sean told him, be honest. Uh, And that's because Sean was being so honest. So he's like, you know, we're telling the whole story. And Rex Chapman said, here's the quote from last night. He said, most of my freshman year, he was drunk. He didn't drink in public, but at games, there were times when he was all right, but but never great my freshman year. Uh, and then Rex went on to say, I had a big game. We had a big game. We went on to the press conference. Coach put his arm around me, and he was so drunk. And they showed that clip from that press conference, and you can see uh, th- that Eddie is pretty intoxicated there. And then, you know, Rex Chapman talking about practice and saying that Eddie really would just sit on a chair in, on, on the bench or, um, you know, sit in the stands and let Dwayne Casey and James Dickey do the coaching. And then whenever he got upset, he yelled, no, 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 damn it, everybody get over here. Rex Chapman said he would, he would start talking. He'd, he'd get about a sentence in, and then he would fall asleep. And Rex Chapman said that that was happening regularly, and he said that the trust, the bond between a head coach and his team was broken. But the next year he got it back. And they won the SEC championship again. 
Um, and, and it was it was great again until right after the season, and then the scandal breaks with the NCAA, and then Rex Chapman decides that he's going to leave and head off to the NBA, which honestly for him was was probably the absolute right decision. And then obviously everything with that investigation, Eddie Sutton's resignation at Kentucky, and 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 then it became you know will he get another job? Will, will he have a chance uh, to coach in college basketball again? Uh, and Daryl Walker said it best when he said, thank God for Henry Ibe. I'm going to take a break, come back, wrap this thing up, talking about Eddie's years at Oklahoma State. That's coming up next. Stay with me here on Locked on Pokes. Thank God for Henry Iba. Henry Iba, obviously, Eddie Sutton's uh, head coach. Whenever Eddie was in college back in, what would that have been, the mid-50s, uh, you, you know, Eddie wanted to coach, and it was so special for him to come back to Oklahoma State. And, you, you know, seeing the old highlights of, of Henry Iba sitting in, the, uh, in his seat, at Gallagher Iba Arena, watching Eddie Sutton coach the team, the, the pride that Henry Iba had whenever he introduced Eddie Sutton, the, the pride that he took in one of his own, one of our own at Oklahoma State, coming back and, and bringing Oklahoma State uh, back to not only relevance, but to dominance was just absolutely phenomenal. So, you know, Eddie gets it rolling at Oklahoma State, and it, it's like, how are we going to keep this going? And, you know, they talked about not being able to recruit against some of the big boys around the country, and that's how how they wound up in Gans, Oklahoma. They went to Gans, Oklahoma, and they got Big Country. And Big Country is such an interesting story, and I cannot wait for Finding Big Country tomorrow on ESPN, which is going to be another phenomenal documentary that's going to, you know, just you know, touch us all and get us all in our feelings uh, again tomorrow. Watching Big Country, seeing that hair that he had back in the day, uh, you know, him coming in, everybody thinking he wasn't very good at first, and then going on to become what he became, leading that team to the Final Four. Hearing Sean Sutton uh, talk about, you know, the the most exciting and, and proudest moment uh, of his basketball life was sitting next to his dad as the clock ticked down against UMass and realizing that they were going to the final four together. That was pretty cool, pretty special. Um, so then we we get into, you know, some of the highlights. Uh, you saw who was it? It was Brendan Manzer, Victor Williams, uh, and then Desmond Mason. Uh, Des, you know, I, I worked with Des last year um, doing the Thunder pregame shows when I was with the franchise. He, he's phenomenal in the stories that he had about Eddie Sutton. And w- one thing that I always took away is whenever Desmond would talk about Eddie Sutton, you know, sometimes we'd get him down rabbit holes or something or we'd be talking off air. And one, one thing when Des talked about Eddie Sutton was, you could see and you could hear the love that Desmond had for Eddie Sutton. And one thing that people talked about last night in the documentary was you, you could always, you always knew that if you were one of Eddie Sutton's guys, if you were one of his players, if you were part of his family, you knew that he truly loved you. And that's what all of his players talked about. And, and the, the, the feeling was mutual. And that's one thing that I always took away from Desmond whenever he would talk about Eddie Sutton, but then we get to the plane crash in 2001, and and there aren't too many things that uh, that get you in your feels quite like the plane crash in 2001. It was it was so emotional watching back all that footage, um, you, you know, hearing the uh, the wife of Will Hancock talk about the phone call that she received from Eddie Sutton, everything involving the 2001 plane crash that that stuff was was really really tough to watch and that's you know after that segment last night I just tweeted um that was tough 
hashtag Eddie. And Eddie was everyone's rock at that time. Eddie really um, was there for everyone and supported everyone. And like Sean said later in the documentary, it seemed like he never took the time to, to grieve the way he needed to grieve because he had to be the rock for everyone else. And he was so so strong in that moment and in being there for everyone, for the families of those who had passed, for the entire Oklahoma State community and the bond uh, that was formed. You, you know, I used the word galvanized earlier, the entire Oklahoma State community. It really is, um, it, it's phenomenal. It's overwhelming. It's it's so, so heartbreaking and tragic. The amount of tragedy that the Oklahoma State family has had to experience together from, from 2001 through 2015, you know, in that 14-year stretch, you have the plane crash in 2001 uh, where you lose the lives of those 10 Cowboys. And then in 2011, uh, another plane crash when Bud Key's plane goes down um, and, and you lose the, those four members of the Oklahoma State family. And then in 2015, uh, the, the homecoming parade, uh, when the car comes through, drives into people and, and people lose their lives there. Um, I, I won't ever forget that day. I, I had to do an Oklahoma State pregame show that day. It was a homecoming game against Kansas. And, uh, you, you know, an hour after the accident happened, I had to go on the air and do an Oklahoma State pregame show and it was one of the hardest things um, that I ever had to do in radio. And, you, you know, just the emotion that came along with that and then seeing the way that Eddie Sutton handled everything that happened in 2001 was uh, phenomenal, remarkable. The the highlights from the Missouri game, the first game after the, uh, the first game after the plane crash was, uh, man, it was wild. It was wild to see all that, all the emotion um, that poured out from everyone. It was uh, it was pretty incredible to, to take a look back at all of that. But Eddie Sutton was just was just everyone's rock. So um, that was a great part of the documentary. I thought that they they handled that incredibly well. And then we get past that, we get on to the to the highlights of the Final Four team in um, in 2004 with with all those guys. Tony Allen in those highlights looks so young. Uh, Joey Graham, Ivan McFarland, John Lucas, all those guys. They showed the highlight of. John Lucas hitting the shot uh, to send Oklahoma State to the Final Four, and they talked about you, you know the emotion that still came with that. Um, you know the time had passed, but the the pain was still there from the plane crash. So that was all. Uh, it was very emotional, but it was it was very well told. The story was incredibly well told. And of course, then we get back to the nine one one call where they opened the documentary. They take us through the nine one one call, the the DUI, the accident. Um, the the subsequent resignation, Sean's short tenure as the head coach at Oklahoma State, and then more brutal honesty from Sean whenever he talks about uh, him and his dad sitting down. Uh, you know, talked about Sean's addiction, um, the fact that Sean hated that he'd become addicted and he had to sit down with his dad and talk about uh, the pain that he'd caused him when he was younger and really, uh, you, you know, open those wounds so that they could heal. And I thought that that was really important and, and really well told. And, uh, you know, the stuff from the family vacation in 2011, those videos uh, were awesome. And then, of course, the Hall of Fame stuff, Eddie, you, you know, getting snubbed again in 2019, the pain, the hurt on his face, the the genuine just sadness on his face. Uh, and then in 2020, whenever he finally was elected to the Naismith uh, Hall of Fame, I, I don't think Oklahoma State fans ever will and, and ever should forgive the Hall of Fame for the, the pain that they caused Eddie Sutton and the entire Sutton family. Uh, you know, Patsy not being around to see it, just everything. I, I don't think Oklahoma State fans ever will and ever should forgive the voters and forgive the Naismith uh, Memorial Hall of Fame. But anyway, it was a phenomenal, phenomenal documentary. If you haven't watched it, you have to go watch 
watch it. You you just have to have to have to go watch it. Must must view for any Oklahoma State fans tomorrow. Really looking forward to finding Big Country. Dion Amade will be on with me tomorrow morning. Uh, hopefully he found time to watch Eddie and I can get his thoughts on it. We'll talk about some other things as well. Mike Boynton landed another big man. Uh, some more COVID testing. Everything happening at Oklahoma State. So we'll get into it all tomorrow. Myself and Dion. Appreciate everyone uh, listening. Let me know your thoughts on the documentary. I thought that it uh, exceeded my wildest expectations. So um, for everyone in the Oklahoma State family, Eddie Sutton, everybody. I'm Colby Powell. Thanks for listening to Locked on Pokes.